Perfect. Okay. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Oh. Okay. I'll go ahead and start. Our father, it looks like Father might be making. Anybody else going to come in? Okay. So um, I'm going to um, talk a little bit today about orthodoxy in Western Kenya. I don't know if you all know this, but um, I, I returned in uh, just before Christmas from a month-long mission trip in in Western Kenya, in Kenya. Oh, just hold it close? Okay. <laughs> okay. And, um, you know, I have, I have so much to say about this trip that um, I just didn't think it was really worth me to sit down <laughs> and write it all out and do a formal presentation. So, um, you know, one of the things that I learned most out of going there was... Um, you know, just it's okay, no problem. Just go with <laughs> go with the flow. That's kind of a you know the first thing we learned. Um, orthodoxy in Kenya is um, you know is is thriving, and it's um, one of the most beautiful things that that I've ever witnessed in my life. And um, there are you know a couple truthy things I just want to highlight today. I've got a, um, you know, I'm to talk for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then I have like a, uh, a 10 to 15 minute slideshow um, that I want you to see. It kind of is a culmination of some of the highlights of the trip, and um, I think words or pictures sometimes speak louder than words or better than words, so um, I, I think that'll be self-explanatory. I want to. I just want to say uh, there are, I guess, three different areas of of my trip um, that's really worth mentioning. Uh, one of them is the Archbishop of Kenya, who is uh, Archbishop uh, Makarios, who's, of course, by no um, accidents feast day today. And uh, one of the main reasons why I have uh, repeatedly gone back to Kenya, this, this was my third time. The first time um, I went with Tommy, Tommy and I went together, and um, that was my first exposure to uh, international missions. I really didn't know uh, what I was doing or where I was going or why I was going. And um, over the last few years, I have um, really uh, tried to contemplate and understand uh, what mission means exactly. You know, what makes a missionary, who are missionaries, what do missionaries do, how are missionaries different than ordinary people, all those kinds of things. And, um, you know, being a missionary, at least for me, has been more about uh, what I get from them. Um, very minimal about what I actually give to them. It's, it's the experience um, that is achieved by uh, digging into the culture and um, being with the people. And with orthodoxy being the foundation 
or being the uh, you know the, the foundation or the the main purpose, uh, I was able to get get a you know understanding a little bit better um, you know who these people are and how they're living their lives and, and what what the love of God and the love of Christ is to them. And um, I have a bias, of course, and the bias is it's my this is my own personal experience. Um, not everybody is uh, you know is cut out to to go to do this kind of thing, and I totally recognize that. Um, you know, we're all called. <clears throat> You know, so the answer, I guess, to the mission part of it is that in my, in my understanding and in my experience, uh, you know, and, and what I've read, there's a great book out there called uh, Mission in Christ's Way. And I've been reading that book over the last couple of years, and I keep looking for the answer and, uh, like, who the missionary is and what is the missionary's purpose. And uh, we're all called to be missionaries in our baptism. Go forth and be disciples to all nations. And the OCMC, our Orthodox Christian Mission Center, their mission, of course, is to go forth and be disciples to all nations, as we are all called to do. It's a, it's a wonderful organization. Uh, they sponsored this trip. The first two years were mission, uh, team missions that went over uh, to Kenya and uh, spent um, a few, several days, you know, teaching and having having an experience. This last trip was really more about diving into the culture. It was one that we prepared for, or I should say we attempted to prepare for. Um, in so, you know, like Americans are you know, obsessive about preparation and making sure that everything is just perfectly, you know, right. And, and uh, we had a curriculum done and, you know, everything we knew exactly what we were going to say and, and do at all times. And anyway, for, the, for, you know, several months preceding that, we didn't get all the information. We made repeated phone calls and correspondence to various people uh, that I had developed relations with the first couple years. And even to the day that we left, you know, it's like, okay, Joel, you know, I, I guess we know what we know. And uh, when we get there, I guess we are going to know what we know, you know, and we're going to, you know, and that's basically what happened. We, um, Joel Flaben is a subdeacon. Uh, he's a, from a church, an old, old calendar church in uh, in uh, Stratford, Connecticut. We met on the first mission trip, and over the years we've just been friends. He was here last year, I think it was last year, the year before last, and did a presentation. Um, and we decided we'd wanna, we wanted to go back and, and put together a, a, a project. And the project was going over to Kenya. We, we were able to both go for a month. And um, he has, he's a CPA, has background in finance. I'm a uh, voc rehab counselor. I have experience in vocational work and helping people one-on-one. And so together with our skills, we thought we would, we would go there and figure it out, which we did eventually. But it didn't get, we didn't figure it out until after we got there and we were on the road. <laughs> and we did a lot of impromptu. 
uh, speaking, um, but I think all of you, maybe some of you, not all of you, but some of you uh, remember uh, four or five years ago, uh, Bishop Athanasius was here. He was from Kenya. He, he um, came, uh, he was part of that missions and evangelism um, conference that Tommy Ida put on, um, and uh, he passed away this last year. I don't know if you all know him, a blessed memory. That's where we went, was to the Diocese of Western Kenya, where he was presiding, and he did not have, he does today, although the new bishop has not actually taken over yet, he hasn't even actually been there, but he has been enthroned, and um, Bishop Athanasius, of blessed, blessed memory, uh, established a, um, you know, he had a vision um, and an, an initiative that he started with um, self-proficiency. Uh, so um, that's what we taught. We taught, uh, we went around to the um, the rural churches of western Kenya, starting in and around Kampala, which is all the way on the west, uh, right up against Uganda. And, um, and we went from one church to another for a little over two weeks um, and talked about church finance, church organization, uh, you know, empowerment women, uh, church ministries, um, you know, whatever, whoever our audience was, we, we presented the information to the, who they were. And uh, many women uh, attended. Men also attended. Our, our time there was a lot of it, some of it was during the day. Uh, they happened to be on a vacation break. And, you know, the women are really, uh, you know, dynamo people over there. And they, they carry a lot of you know, they do a lot, and uh, the men are working or in the fields or whatever they're doing. So, the women, it's really uh, a lot, you know, falls on them when it comes to the church. So, um, you know, we spent a lot of time with them uh, the first couple of weeks, uh, going from one church to another. It, it wasn't easy. It, I can't tell you for a second it was easy for me. But, um, you know, you work through it. And, um, you know, it's just the level or the degree of poverty that we that they're living in. It's not even poverty. I don't even like to use the word poverty because poverty to them is not the same poverty what we know in in America, it's a different poverty. Their poverty is just surviving and accepting their where they are in life. They don't always like it, but but they're but they're living and they're uh, living their orthodoxy in spite of their circumstances, and that is like a major uh, you know something to really see once you get into the homes, and that's you know by the grace of God we were able to interact with families and we went into their homes and we ate with them and cooked with them and made I made prosfera I you know taught them how to make prosfera if they showed me how to make chapati and you know we just had you know really a, a fun time just being who we were and, and without any preparation and um, so by the end of our trip uh, Joel and I would kid around a lot about you know well, let's go do it again we're going to go out and talk today and we don't know exactly what or what kind of depends on who the people are and uh, it, always, it always turned out really nicely uh, one group of women 
uh, we're at this church. Uh, they presented us, you know, owning a owning a cow, for instance, is a big deal. And so people that own cows, uh, you know, they, that was that that showed that they're they're really being self-sufficient. And we were presented with um, a carton of eggs at the end of our our um, presentation because they knew that we were leaving. But it was a very high honor, especially for a woman to get such a high honor like that. So you know, all the people you know that we that we met and that we mingled with and uh, were just unbelievable. Um, after a couple weeks, we went back to... Um, now, all along, mind you, I'm waiting for the Metropolitan to show up because, uh, you know, I, I just wanted to see him. He's, a, he's just... You know, he's a holy man, you know, in my view. And he is um, uh, Archbishop of Kenya. He has five dioceses that he oversees. He's been there for, he just had his 45th year anniversary of being enthroned. And um, he, he, he's a true missionary. I, I mean, if he, if he wanted to see the definition of a missionary, follow this man around and you'll, you'll see what mission work is. He's very present. Um, he just moves with the people. And he's serving the people um, in, in a way that, you know, it's just like an unbelievable thing. He has, uh, in addition to his diocese, he's also serving, he has a seminary and he lives on the seminary. Uh, and, and what he does, and I actually saw this happen, <laughs> so I can, I can tell you from my own personal experience, you know, I, in his travel, he just goes from one church to another. That's all he does. Just similar to our metropolitan. He, he goes to one church to another, and he and he loves them, and they love him back, and he accepts them for who they are. He, um, you know, tr the tradition is, uh, you know, very very important to them. So, so uh, you'll see a lot of, uh, you know, um, you know, traditional types of um, care coming out in, in all of our sacraments even, the marriage and the funeral, it's all, it's all there you can see it very clearly but, but what he does is he'll, he'll find somebody that is, expresses an interest in becoming a priest and, and I had this one experience, we were in the Nandi tribe area and uh, the priest gets up and we're sitting there and he says to your eminence, he says your eminence this boy here, this man here, he's sitting here, looked like a Kenyan runner is what he looked like, really tall and thin, and he's just sitting there, and and he says, you know, he's been working really hard the last few years, and he, what he, what he really wants to do, eminence, is to become a priest, and uh, and and you know, the bishop looks and he goes, ah, you know, and he says, I'll call you. <laughs> and he points at him. And I can rest assured, he will get a phone call and he will go to the seminary when, when it's time. But, and then, he, and then he, he brings these people in from all over Kenya, these young boys, ordains them, and he sends them back. And the, the people in these churches are busting over with, I mean, they, there's, there, it's so alive and vibrant of Christ living in these villages that um, it's, it's, it's a very beautiful thing. So the bishop, uh, you know, he spends as much time as he can teaching there at the seminary, and then when he's not doing that, he's traveling around, literally. So, um, 
yeah, so, the, so there's, the, the, there's the, the mission aspect of it. Um, and I just wanted to say one thing in addition there is that, you know, nobody, we're not, not everybody can go on a mission trip. Um, and, and, but we're all called to be missionaries and we're all called to do this sort of thing. And one of the biggest questions I, I get is, is how, you know, we've got so much poverty, we've got so much stuff going home, why would we want to go there? to do that and we can do that here. Well, you know, that's a you know, that's a that's a tough question to answer. And the best that I can say to all of you about that is is that that's very true. And I think this the book that I've been reading emphasis emphasizes the fact that, you know, not everybody can go. I mean, just not everybody can. I mean, in my life, when I was in my career and working or raising my children or whatever, that wasn't the time for me to go be a missionary for obvious reasons. I just you can't do it. At this time in my life where my kids are all grown for me personally, it's the time. You know, it's the time to be able to do that. I have, I can do that. I have, you know, thank God I've, I've got some resources to do that. Um, but not everybody is. So, so for us to go and be, do that kind of work is, uh, you know, it's a personal thing. It's, it's for, for everybody to make that decision at whatever level they want to or not. But, but it's, really, uh, it's really about understanding um, life and culture and, and, and who these, you know, w- you know we're, we're all together in the world. Everywhere I went, I saw, say, John the Baptist, okay, for instance. I don't care what kind of church I went into. And we're talking about not these kind of churches, but little churches. St. John the Baptist was always there. Uh, you know, the Paniya and the Christ icon were always there. The liturgies, exactly the same. You could go anywhere in the world and you'll see orthodoxy living in the exact same way. The, the unique thing about going to third world countries, and especially at least my experience in, in the African country, is their traditions and their culture is so vitally important to them that, that meeting them where they are is the only answer to bringing Christ and the church to them, is to bring the culture. And you'll see it in the liturgies because you know, they celebrate. And so they dance when they know that the Eucharist is coming and the priest comes out on the Solea and he's going to serve the people. They start dancing and clapping and singing and moving or drumming. Um, you know, that this, you see the same thing in the, in the, in the, at the funerals. You know, it's a huge celebration. I, we happen to be there when, when a, one of a pioneer priest of the bishop's um, uh, main deacon had passed away, and 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 to be part of seeing what they did for a priest when he, you know, for a funeral, it was just like villages came, and it was a huge celebration. It was just an amazing thing. So, you know, in the in the orphanage that we visit, visited, and the children, they're always bringing their culture into the orthodoxy, and um, you know, and it's the same. So, so you know, why we go there? You know, it's 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 very personal. Um, I didn't really realize until my trip was almost over that it doesn't matter. I didn't need to go there and teach. Okay, I didn't need to go there to, to, to you know to build a house either. I mean, I I didn't need to go there. Being present with these people is is everything 
to them. Um, and I didn't really get that for a while until I was there and I could really, you know, there were some circumstances that came up that really demonstrated to me that, you know, they love all of us. You know, they, they don't have, they love Americans. They love Europeans. They love anybody that's Orthodox that will go over there and love them and be with them. So why do we go there? I mean, there's a lot of reasons to go there because we're all together in one. We're one church. And, you know, some people can, some people can't. But what, but what you get from an experience like that can be used tenfold when you come home and in our own parish, in our people, in our community. So it isn't anything, you know, being, doing missions work isn't anything separate from who we are. It's, it's we're all missionaries. We're all loving each other together all the time and working to help our neighbor and to love our love our neighbor and do whatever we can to, to feed the sick and to the and to help the poor in whatever way that we can. It doesn't matter where we do that. But Christ calls us to go when we can. So um, I feel totally blessed and honored to just be here with all of you. Um, I you know highly recommend uh, you know if you ever have an opportunity Opportunity in your life to be a mission, go on a missions trip for a short period of time, just to to get that um, you know get that experience to see how orthodoxy is being lived, and um, you know they don't have. In, in Western Kenya, they, they don't have the, the, the temptations that we have, and and um, so you know, so it's a little easier if you can believe it, you know. So they they don't have the passions and those that real intensity that that we're all faced with living in the world here in America. It's not like that at all. They just worry about food, you know, and how they're going to take care of their children, and um, they really spend a lot of time on that. Uh, that that focus, at least in in rural Kenya, um, and the, and the churches are beckoning to get people to come over and teach them. They want to learn. They want to know how to have a minister, a strong ministry, and they want to know how to tithe and to be good stewards. You know, they they want all those things. So, um, you know, uh, you know, there's a, there's a couple things. What I'm going to do, I think, at this point now. I mean, does anybody have any questions? Yeah. Um, okay. What's that? Okay. Okay. I'm over time. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm awfully sorry about going over time. I lose track of time. 